This is the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. The special edition of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network is brought to you by The Athletic. Premium coverage for passionate Detroit sports fans. Listeners of this podcast can get 20% off the first year of an annual subscription by visiting theathletic.com slash DSP. On this special edition of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network, I'm your host, Vito Jerome Churko. My guest on this edition of the podcast is Rocky Marciano Jr., his father, Rocky Marciano, the Brockton blockbuster, the rock from Brockton, Brockton, Massachusetts, that is. And Rocky was the world heavyweight champ in boxing from 1952 to 1956, defended his title six times, went 49-0 and throughout his pro boxing career as well. So one of the greatest boxers of all time is Marciano. The Rock died tragically on the eve of his 46th birthday via a plane crash near Newton, Iowa in 1969 and left behind a terrific legacy, many great stories, great memories from those that got the chance to watch him inside the boxing ring. His son never had the chance to do so as an infant. He was only an infant when his father passed away. With that being said, I had the chance to speak with Rocky Marciano Jr. about the announcement of the distribution of a wine bottle in his father's honor now in Michigan. And the wine is called Rocky Marciano Montepulciano de Abruzzo. And the announcement occurred on Thursday evening at Roman Village Cucina Italiana in Dearborn. Plus, we talked about his dad's boxing career. His dad going 49-0, the legacy that he left behind him, and what the night would have meant. A night in which he and his Italian heritage were celebrated by many friends, many strong supporters of his boxing career. Boxing fans as well all came together, including Thomas Hitman Hearns, a man that was on the Detroit Sports Podcast Network via Two Bad Hombres in the past. Got the chance to see him, and he was all decked out. Glad to see me. I was excited to see him. And it was nice catching up with the hitman himself, the seven-time world champion. And a lot of wine was drank for sure. A lot of people enjoyed the wine. It was terrific for myself to try out. And it was a great evening overall with great food and great people to celebrate the evening with. Without further ado, here is my chat with Rocky Marciano Jr. First and foremost, how did this event come to be, Rocky? Uh, this event tonight came to be because uh, of my relationship with Thomas Hearns and his friend Jerry Reese. Jerry and I met back in 2012 when the WBC, the World Boxing Council, dedicated a 22-foot statue to my father in his hometown of Brockton, Massachusetts. Jerry and I have uh, been in uh, contact ever since. We talk about getting out to Vegas sometime and uh, seeing a fight together with the champ. And uh, I called him up and I said, you know what, in a couple months I'm coming up to Detroit because we are now distributing my father's wine, Rocky Marciano Montepulciano de Abruzzo, in Michigan, and we're going to do an unveiling in Detroit. I'd love to see it. And he's like, let me take care of everything for you, my friend. You know, you're my brother and we're going to do something really great. He connected us with Patrick here at Roman Village, and here we are tonight having a wonderful night. There's The room's packed and it's like everybody's enjoying the wine. Ton of people here and a great atmosphere, huh? Great. It's, it's an excellent atmosphere. I've never been here before. I've been to one of uh, Patrick's other restaurants, Antonio's, had a great lunch there, and I, I'm just hearing all good things from the people drinking the wine tonight. So what would this event have meant to your father? It just, uh, you know, my father was a very humble guy. He was a very 
quiet guy, almost, you know, almost to a point a little bit of shy. But he, he, would, he would love to see these people coming out and seeing something I put together to pay tribute to him. Because when I do things like this, like uh, pay tribute to him with a wine, it's, it's, it's one to bring people together. And wine is a great way to bring people together because it's a social, social thing. You know, when we drink wine, we, we get together and we talk about things. We talk about each other, our friends, our families. But with this wine, I get people talking about my father, Rocky Marciano. And everybody seems to always have a story about Rocky Marciano. Either maybe they met him or the first time they saw him fight or heard one of his fights on the radio. And that is what I, I try to do is I try to re-educate new generations of who Rocky Marciano is, but also keep his name out there, keep it talking, keep the conversation going because boxing in this country has kind of quieted down, especially in the heavyweight division. But there seems to be a future coming ahead of us of some really young, great heavyweights that I think that conversation will start, but we were having to uh, kind of wait and have people like Mayweather bring up the conversation because people were saying, hey, you know, Mayweather's getting close to your father's record. Well, that's a whole other story, but it still brought the conversation of Rocky Marciano up. What did your dad mean to the boxing community? You know, my father meant a lot to the boxing community. I mean, first of all, uh, he did something no other fighter had done in that time, and that was to become champion and retire undefeated. He was the only and still is the only undisputed, undefeated heavyweight champion of the world. But you know what? After he retired from boxing, he gave back to the, the sport. Uh, just before he died, he was going to meet with Congress. He, he had been working on a project that maybe Congress would set up a commissioner for boxing like baseball had, where you have one commissioner overseeing the whole sport, rather different commissioners in different states, and wanted to see maybe if we could uh, unify boxing to where you could have a pension plan for the boxers who retired because in his eyes it seemed like so many boxers fell to the wayside after boxing was done with them and they really they had given so much to the sport but they really didn't have anything to show for it maybe some of it their fault but maybe some of it just from the brutality of the sport and he thought boxing should do a better job of taking care of its own what's the greatest story right now that you can think of off the top of your head about your dad as a boxer that you heard from somebody that had the chance to actually watch him inside the boxing ring uh, you know there's so many stories but i would say uh one of the stories i really liked about him was the fact that um uh, when he was fighting Ezard Charles the second time, uh, it shows what kind of character he had as a champion because he was champion at that point. And Ezard Charles, the first fight, they went the distance. The second fight, during the fight, Ezard Charles' laces from his boxing glove got loose and split my father's nose in such a way that the doctor wanted to stop the fight. He was bleeding so badly, the doctor said, hey, we're going to have to stop this fight, Rocky. And my dad and his cornerman said, hey, give him one more round. And my father took that one last round, knocked Charles down twice, and then knocked him out. And that's just what, what he had about being a champion was you, you, you reach down inside and bring something out of you you didn't know you had when your back's up against the wall. And that's what makes people a champion in any sport, be it boxing, football, whatever. It's like Tom Brady. Whenever he's down on, you know, and it's coming up, you know, he, he makes that one fourth quarter drive. He makes that one play that, you know, elevates him to that champion status. What's your dad's lasting legacy outside the boxing ring? You know what? I don't know his legacy lasted as long as it should have because he died so young. Uh, you know, I think I think the legacy is the 
being the only undefeated heavyweight champion. That's what people recognize. They recognize that 49-0. They didn't really have an opportunity to get to know the man. After he retired, you know, he had a short period of time before he died, but he did a lot of things. He was on TV shows. He was one of the first athletes to have his own TV show called the main event and he would bring different celebrities on there like Jaja Gabor or Jackie Gleason or Jerry Lewis and they would have a little conversation then they'd watch a fight that maybe had happened that people couldn't see on TV maybe only heard on the radio and then come back and kind of finish the show and that was very unique to have an athlete have his own show like that so you know his legacy could have been greater if we got to know him a little longer but I think just his his what he did in boxing is the legacy that he'll will always know be known by. And now you already kind of started talking about it, but what are your thoughts on the current state of boxing? Can you elaborate further about what you what you think about the current state of boxing as it is right now? Sure. Uh, I think you know boxing in other countries is doing very well because boxing has always been a sport of opportunity. It gave people who wanted to make a better life that maybe didn't have the education of, uh, afforded to them or didn't have the ability to get in another sport that required a lot of equipment. Boxing was the type of sport, if you had some talent, you could go in a gym and somebody would give you a pair of old gloves and shoes and you could train and maybe make something yourself. And it, I always looked at boxing as, you know, that was a true self-made man. It's like, you know, nowadays we maybe will open up our own business and that's a self-made. But boxers were self-made people. And uh, I think boxing is at a point where, you know, things are cyclical. You know, some people see it as down, but I see if some of these young up-and-coming heavyweights that are undefeated and, and, and show a lot of promise, if we start seeing them fight in the United States, there's some in Europe, some in the United States, that I think you're going to see boxing make a comeback. And I think we may see where UFC kind of filled that role for a while. UFC dropping off and boxing making that comeback. We have some young talent. We just got to see what happens with it. And I hope the promoters get boxers more exposed on, on TV where people can see it and not everything be put on pay-per-view or on HBO or whatever. We were starting to see that with NBC and some of the other networks having some night boxing and you see some of the young talent coming up. So Floyd Mayweather, as you know, stands at 50-0, and but got to 50-0 and by beating Conor McGregor. I mean, is that a real 50-0 in your opinion? No, in my opinion, he's 49-0. I think that 50th fight, you know, everybody asked me before the fight what I thought about it. In my opinion, and and in most people's opinion, it's not just my own. I've heard other people say this, especially in the sporting community. It's an exhibition fight. It was, any other time it wouldn't have been sanctioned. It just so happened that, you know what, it was a special event. WBC decided to sanction it as a special event. And, of course, there was so much money involved. And that's all she wrote for this special edition of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. My guest once again was Rocky Marciano Jr., the son of the only world heavyweight champion in history to retire undefeated. Thanks to all of you who tuned into this special edition of the pod, and make sure to check out tomorrow's edition of Too Bad Hombres. As usual, dropping courtesy of the Detroit Sports Podcast Network. Make sure to follow the podcast network at Detroit Podcast on Twitter, and you can follow me as well on Twitter via Vito Jerome. Thank you much. Bye-bye.